Hello, you're listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of April 30, 2022. Our local stories this week feature Chuck Grassley, Mid-Prairie Superintendent candidates and road construction. But first, a look at the big picture. Hundreds of Midwesterners are involved in a legal battle with the chemical companies that have produced and sold Paraquat in the United States. Jeff Link, a Des Moines attorney involved in the case, said the pesticide was linked to Parkinson's disease. We are suing the manufacturers of Paraquat um, because uh, there is a direct link between exposure to Paraquat and acquiring Parkinson's disease or uh, kidney failure. And we believe that the company... uh, owes a responsibility and compensation to people who are suffering from Parkinson's or kidney disease just because they used the product as they were supposed to. Columbus Junction resident Paul Morgan introduced a link to his Parkinson's support group. He said the company should pay. And I was pissed. I said that if Chevron did like they did with us overseas, with the agent orange, they didn't tell you what it was. They kept telling everything's okay, it's safe. And Chevron knew years and years ago that this stuff could cause cancer or, you know, Parkinson's or hold on or whatever. And then, but they still put it on the market. Uh, I'm a, probably about as good a capitalist as any of them, but I don't agree with hiding the truth from people because a lot of people have died. The case won't be easy. Studies looking to prove a causal relationship between Paraquat and PD are inconclusive. Link, however, said he was confident. We will uh, use heavily um, the NIH study from 11 or 12 years ago that that shows a link between paraquat exposure and and developing Parkinson's. Um, We will use uh, epidemiologists and other experts uh, to talk about their experience and their work on this issue. Um, It's going to be, you know, a very intense uh, process to prove that connection, uh, and then it's going to be, um, uh, you know, up to up to us to uh, to convince a jury. I mean, look, Syngenta is not going to roll over and say, "Oh yeah, um, hit us with a big jury verdict." They're gonna they're gonna have their own scientists. They're gonna they're gonna say there's no causal connection. Um, they're they're gonna fight it with everything they've got. So they're going to they're going to hire the best lawyers and they're going to find scientists that will share their point of view and um, they're going to resist this with all their might. That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news right after this. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N Construction.com. Senator Chuck Grassley visited Atlas Molded Products in Washington late last week, part of his 99-county tour. I tried to go to quite a few businesses a year, go to people that can't come to me. That'd be high schools, that would be uh, 
businesses like this, it would be maybe small business people, organizations, and hospitals. So I tried to get a cross-section of the population, and uh, this is the best way to meet with people, eyeball to eyeball. Asked about the gas market during a Q&A session, the senator said he blamed rising prices on the White House. Prior to this president, we were an energy-independent nation. The average price of gasoline was about 230 or 240. He gets into office and he stops uh, pipelines drilling north slope of Alaska on public lands in the United States or offshore. You end up with about a dollar twenty cent increase in gas. So then the president wakes up to the fact that gas prices have gone up and goes to Saudi Arabia or Venezuela. Grassley also weighed in on food markets, saying American farmers could keep up with rising demand. Agriculture has the capability of accomplishing uh, whatever it takes to feed the world and export a third of it, and, uh, and not only food, but fuel and fiber. So we got the capability. The marketplace will take care of it. Mid-Prairie has narrowed its list of superintendent finalists down to three. The remaining candidates are Clear Creek Amana Interim Superintendent Matt Lehman, Fairfield High School Principal Brian Stone, and Solon Principal Zach Weigel. Mid-Prairie School Board President Jeremy Pickard said all three would be a good fit. Yeah, I think uh, what stood out is uh, their desire, one, to be at Mid-Prairie, uh, is something that we found to be very uh, important to us. Uh, we've been looking for strong candidates, obviously, that have talents and experiences uh, and skills and ability that we're looking for. But we also were looking for someone who had a very strong interest in, in being the, in the community and part of the community uh, and committed to the, our area of the state. And we felt like these three uh, did that as well. I think it just was demonstrated in their excitement for the position, their understanding of who we were at Mid Prairie. While the newcomer will replace Mark Schneider as superintendent, Pickard said the board was not looking for the same person. It would be completely unfair to a new superintendent to expect them to be Mark Schneider. We understand that Mark is unique because of his tenure at one location and also just uh, the quality that he is and the quality of superintendent that he is. So I didn't go into it with a mindset that I I needed another Mark Snyder because I think that would be unfair. I need uh, someone who's going to come in and have some of the similar skill sets, but they're going to have their own style and their own personality and their own leadership ability as well. And I need them to be able to be true to themselves uh, when they're when they're leading the organization. While none of the three candidates have extensive superintendent experience, Pickard said that could be a good thing. We also know that none of these folks are current superintendents. So that is going to be something that uh, we feel like we're going to have an opportunity to have somebody who's really hungry for the position, really wants to be here, uh, but is humble enough. I would say our board was not uh, worried or scared about hiring somebody who hadn't been a superintendent before because we feel like the team around them is very strong at this point in time. Construction on 5th Street and Lexington Avenue in Washington is expected to last through May. County engineer Jacob Torius said the exact timeline was hard to pin down. We really don't know because it's dependent on the weather. You know, if it rains for three days or two weeks, that just delays the end date. And so I we can't predict that. I do know they have 25 working days, so when it's fit to be working, which depends on a variety of stuff, like if it's raining or it could be too cold. 
Ideally, we're done with the entire project by the end of May. Torius said both roads would be closed until all work was done. When finished, he said the roads would be greatly improved. We won't open the road until we're done with the project. I mean, we'll have local access. We'll be back open for locals, but in terms of people using it as their way to get in and out of town, no, that won't happen until the project is complete. So we're going to put six inches of new concrete on top of what's out there and improve the longevity and life of the road and people accessing the area out there. So right now, especially as you go west on Lexington, it, it, it's a rough kind of bouncy ride. You feel like you're loping along a little bit. Um, and there are areas that are cracked and, and rough on there as well. So it'll be just like we're doing a brand new road. While the closure is an inconvenience, Torius said he appreciated the public's patience. Again, ask people to be patient. We're doing what we can. We realize it's an inconvenience, but in the end, it will be an approved road for everybody. And uh, hopefully it'll happen soon. That's the local news. Stick around for the best news I've heard all week. Hey, your ad, announcement, or message to the community could be here. We'd love to get some more sponsor support for the show. Call 319-653-2191 for details. And now, the best news I've heard all week. The Kelowna Quilt Show is back in town. Katie Carnes, who runs the program, said there was a great selection this year. This year marks our 51st show. And so it's been going on that long. We hang about 200 new and antique hand-quilted quilts in the gymnasium at the YMCA. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, We'll have a lot of antique quilts this year, more than in the past. So we have a few more antiques than new quilts. But it's always fun to see where all the people come from. And it's always fun to see all the different quilt designs and patterns that they've done. Um, the new quilts are kind of what they worked on over the winter, and um, the old old quilts range in dates from 1850 to 1940s. The show was open Thursday and Friday, and today from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is property of the Southeast Iowa Union, which is owned by the Gazette. Like our show? Want to support it? Want to see it keep happening? Call our office and schedule an ad read. Sharing the show is also a great way to support it free of charge. Send someone a link to this week's episode. See what they think. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review. I have been Kaylin McCain. Have a great week.